0: Hello, this is David Klein, and uh, this lecture is about lifestyle products. And it's relatively short, but I wanted to just uh, put a few images in here and a few, uh, include a few things that will complement your reading. The main thing I want to emphasize uh, here, and this parallels your reading in the Whitley book about the difference between market-driven design or market-led design and lifestyle products. So a market-driven product or market-driven design is uh, consumer-centric, that it studies the consumer, uh, figures out what they want and what's currently out on the market, and then figures out a way to try to, try to fill um, maybe a gap in the market. But a lot of times these products are not um, really innovative because they're simply based upon people's existing ideas. So here uh, we have a Um, not a quote, but uh, by Henry Ford, who uh, once said that if he asked his customers what they wanted, at that time they would have asked for a faster horse. So the customer sometimes is not visionary to think outside of the box and think what they really want. So no one would ever have thought, oh, I want an automobile. Similarly, uh maybe in the 1980s when the Sony uh, Walkman was out, if you asked people what they want, they would want something that um plays cassettes better and uh you could have auto reverse on the cassette. They would have not thought forward to the iPad. iPod. <laughs> so, uh this is a some some limitations of market-driven design. Lifestyle products, uh, conversely, are based more upon qualitative observation that a designer or um, inventor or anyone really can have um, as they observe consumer behavior. So, what people tend to naturally do and what might uh, be good for them. So, these are ideas that are uh, c- kind of seemingly out of the blue, and. They uh, they are often more innovative, but sometimes because they're so different, they can uh, sometimes alienate first-time users. So I chose a couple of um, product, a couple of lines that produce what I would consider lifestyle products. And the first one is Swatch. The second one is Sony. We'll look at a few slides. Um, next. So these are images of uh, some Swatch products. The early ones on the upper left were pretty simple. They were just a clear plastic shell that um, showed the, the uh, mechanisms. And so Swatch the word itself comes from uh, the Swiss watch industry as you can see I've highlighted here. And uh, during the uh, late 70s early 80s there was a lot of um, very inexpensive digital watches coming from the far east. Uh, especially Taiwan. And so people didn't have to spend a lot of money on a watch anymore. So the Swiss watch industry, they all met, got together, and they said, How can we change our industry? So they really um, looked at people's lifestyle and, and what kind of watches. And what they came to the conclusion was that um, instead of someone wanting to have one really expensive watch, they might have four or five or even ten watches, different ones that fit different um, occasions and even different. Uh, styles of clothing so it was marketed towards a little bit younger people and um, the, the price was a little bit less well substantially less than you would pay for a Swiss watch but it still had that really um, accurate Swiss mechanism inside so as we see on the bottom left um, they studied some different uh, colors And um, in the bottom center is just like kind of bold uh, graphic design. And on the right, there's a watch where they hired um, Pablo Picasso's daughter, Kiki Picasso, and she designed a swatch. So one of the uh, important things about swatch is that they um, established a really efficient mechanism, but then they hired um, outside artists and designers to kind of design the look of it. These are some images of the uh, production facility at Swatch, and uh, they're injection molded, uh, plastic pieces, uh, very high um, tolerance in the mechanisms, and uh, they really wanted to to supply the user with a very reliable um, Swiss mechanism. So here we see uh, the mechanism outside of the watch and the uh, important thing, the main thing they did was to reduce the number of components and this is a key in almost any uh, consumer product Um, you try to reduce the number of components as that's less things that can go wrong so their initial production uh, run had a 70 percent rejection rate so that's pretty high 70 percent of the watches had some sort of small malfunction so they really went back to the drawing board and came back with almost a 50 percent reduction in parts and um, then then the swatches were really um, very highly accurate and they could move forward with hiring uh, artists and designers Sony is another uh, company who, uh, early in their um, product development, they really looked at users uh, rather than the market. So uh, they, there was a new invention that was the transistor. Uh, radios and TVs, they used uh, tubes. They're glass tubes, and they glow and got really warm. But the transistor came out, and uh, the, the Japanese lifestyle... Uh, is living in smaller spaces than most other Western countries. So they really embraced that uh, transistor to make all of their uh, electronics smaller and more efficient. So here we see on the left the first Sony product ever produced. It's the TR-55 um, Sony radio. It came out in 1955. Then they came out with the first uh, mobile transistor television in the middle. And then also the first mobile transistor radio on the right. And if you look at that radio, there's uh, some resemblance between that and um, the iPod. It's a kind of square with a circle in the middle, really kind of friendly little uh, simple shape. But these uh, small consumer electronics were really a a response to the Japanese lifestyle of smaller spaces and uh, being very mobile. The Sony Walkman uh, came out in 79 and really um, sold incredibly during especially the early 80s and all through the 80s and uh, we see the advertisement on the left um, when they came out with the Walkman. The first ones they thought would be marketed for um, audiophiles who wanted really good, high-quality sound because they were able to get such good quality from it. They thought that um, people would listen to mostly classical music and stuff on it. But, uh, of course, it was really uh, primarily embraced mostly by younger generation, high school college-age students. So the one in the middle here is a lot brighter color and it has these asymmetric controls and, and look, looks a little more fun. But if we look at the uh, the text on the bottom, it was actually uh, invented by the Sony founder and uh, chief advisor. He traveled a lot, and uh, he wanted good quality sound um, during his travels. So it was really his mobile lifestyle that led him to the idea for the Walkman. And um, if you read about the history of the iPod, uh, that came initially from the uh, opportunity that was opened up by the Walkman that is uh, mobile devices for kind of um, music and other entertainment